0: Log Talk Radio. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Poetry Superhighway Live. Rick Lupert here from Van Nuys, California, the orchestrator of the Poetry Superhighway. Uh, welcome to our June 2018 edition of Poetry Superhighway Live. It's an open reading, uh, open to you to call in and read a poem of any style or content. Um, what a great opportunity. Call in at 818 – no, sorry, 646-716-7362 or click the uh, uh, direct uh, click to talk link or whatever it is there. Um, call in and read a poem. We'd love to, we'd love to hear what you have to say. Um we uh we took last month off due to basically scheduling uh scheduling reasons on my end. So um it's been a couple months since we had the opportunity to do our Poetry Superhighway live show. We don't usually take a month off, but sometimes these things happen and just looking at the calendar and uh and in particular the archive of Poetry Superhighway live shows and I, I realized that this we started doing this live on Blog Radio in 2007, which uh, means we're in our, I think, 11th year of doing a monthly online open reading, which is pretty cool. Um, I I feel like we should have celebrated the 10th year last year, and somehow I dropped the ball on that, but uh, what are you going to do? Happy 11th year, ladies and gentlemen, Poetry Superhighway Live. This show started uh, we, in 2007, I believe it was September of 2007, and our very first broadcast was a conversation with our 2007 poetry contest judges. And then immediately after that, we started doing a monthly open reading the following month as well. And I, I just—it just occurred to me that that's what we were doing, or that that's the anniversary. Uh, of of this because we are in the midst of collecting sponsors for our 2018 poetry contest. Yes, um, this is our 21st annual poetry contest. It's going to begin in uh, early July, and uh, the way it works is... Uh, I'm not going to give too many details about the contest uh, because I will next month when the contest is already started, but basically it's a dollar per poem entry, um, and every single person gets a prize just for entering. That's something we've been able to do thanks to the generosity of our many, many sponsors who've joined us over the years. Now, that doesn't mean that everyone wins the contest. Of course, there's going to be three winners. Um, All of the entry fee money which is taken in will be divided up among the three winners, et cetera. But besides that, if you enter the contest and you don't win, you're still going to get a prize just for entering. And that's what we're doing right now. We're we're actively collecting prizes from uh, potential sponsors for, uh, for this year's contest so we can, we can uh, live up to that annual promise that we make of giving every single person who enters the contest a prize. So what does it mean to be a sponsor? Well, um, you fill out the form on our website, um, and you have to agree to a few things. Um, first of all, you have to agree that uh, you're, you will uh, send out so, – so the way it works is you send the prizes directly to the contest entrance, um, which means if you donate one book – um, after the contest is over, I'm going to email you the, uh, the, the address of one person who entered the contest, and you'll send that book off to that person. Um, if you donate five things, then you'll get five addresses, and you'll send the five things that you donate off to that person. So thing number one is you have to agree uh, besides – that your desire to sponsor is that you will uh, – you know, part of your sponsorship is mailing the prizes directly to the contest entrance, um, and uh, no matter where you live, you, you might end up having to send something to, to someone in a different country than you live in because our contest is open to everyone in the world, and I try to work hard to make sure that no one has to send – if you, no one who donates multiple prizes has to send more than one uh, overseas overseas, Um, but uh, that's just something to be aware of if you enter the contest. So thing number two, you have to agree to send out the prizes within two weeks of being notified. So the contest will end uh, end of September and people will be notified. uh, Sponsors will be notified uh, in October, early October when the winners are announced of where to send your prizes to. And part of uh, part, and this is a really important part of the process. You have to notify me that you've sent out the prizes. Um, If you don't do that, Um, I will send out annoying follow-up emails and uh, no one wants that. So that's a part of the sponsorship as well. I think that's, that's everything. So what can you donate anything really that's of interest to poets and writers? It could be copies of your book. It could be a single copy of your book. It could be a chat book. Um, It could be a subscription to a literary journal. It could be um, a service. If you, if you do editing or something uh, that's of specific interest to poets and writers, it could be, could be that. Um, uh, all kinds of interesting things have been donated, and you can check out what was donated last year uh, by going to the Poetry Superhighway website, poetrysuperhighway.com, and uh, clicking on 2017 contest, and you'll see uh, you'll see the long list of prizes that was donated last year. If you just need some some ideas, at this point we've been collecting sponsors for a few weeks now, and we already have sixty prizes donated. By uh, to over 25 different sponsors. So some folks sponsor just by donating one prize, some, some people donate many prizes. Um, if you run a press, this is a great opportunity for you to give some extra attention to your press and the authors on your press uh, by no- donating copies of your books. How does it get you the attention? That's a great question. I'm so glad you asked. Um, what you get uh, in exchange for sponsoring is uh, first of all, your uh, sponsor name is listed uh, at the top of the contest page and goes out in the initial announcement uh, to uh, uh, of the starting of the contest to uh, everyone on the Pro Superhighway email list, which is thousands of people, um, and that gets sent to many other email lists as well. And you're also entitled. To a free poetry-related classified ad in our newsletter. Now, if you're listening to the show, odds are you're on our email list and you get our weekly newsletter, which usually goes out on Saturday. Though for some reason this weekend it went out today. I don't know why. It just sort of happened that way. Um, but the end section of that newsletter there there's a there's a bunch of classified ads, and all of those classifieds are specifically of interest to poets and writers. We don't we don't advertise. Uh, accept advertisements, uh, you know, for laundry detergent or uh, electronics or whatever. Um, if you place an ad in that section, it has to be of specific interest to poets. Pe- um, people have posted uh, ads uh, announcing their new book, their website, poetry contests, etc. cetera. Um, so um, we keep the, uh, the, con- the classifieds action fairly short because it's specific to poets and writers. And if you sponsor the contest, you are entitled to a free classified ad for the entire duration of the contest. Contest That's roughly three months, uh, roughly um, right when the contest starts at the beginning of July through the end of October, July, August, September. That's almost four months, now that I think about it. Um, so um, so that's pretty cool. Um, and, you know, otherwise, well, our, I mean, our classified rates are pretty cheap. It's only $5 a week for a text-only ad ad. Um, uh, and, and we'd start giving discounts for week, uh, ad runs of four weeks or more. But um, the point is that um, it's free if you sponsor the contest. Even if you just donate one poetry book, you are entitled to a free classified ad for that entire time. So please consider uh, helping us meet our goal of giving a prize to every single person who enters our contest uh, by becoming a sponsor of the 2018 Poetry Superhighway Contest. All the details uh, – or on our website, just go to poetrysuperhighway.com slash PSH. That's where our website is. And there's a banner right at the top of the page that says sponsor the 2018 contest. Um, uh, if you miss that because it scrolls to the next uh, next slide in that banner, just click under contest and it says sponsor the contest right there. So there, there you go. That's it. Feel free to ask any questions about that um, when you call in to read your poem today. This is, of course, an open reading and you are invited to call in and read your work. The number is 646-716-7362. Uh, please call in. We'll be doing this all the way until 3 p.m. Pacific time. That's another 51 minutes or so, and we're going to get to our first caller right now, a caller from a blocked number. Hello. Hello, blocked number.
1: Hello, Rick. How are you today?
0: I'm good. Hey, this sounds like uh, Alex from uh, Sault Ste. Marie, Canada.
1: It's your best buddy from Canada, my friend.
0: I'd like to apologize, by the way, uh, to Canada on behalf of all the citizens of America for the um, uh, behavior of the person who's found himself in charge of the country.
1: Rick, that that is very much appreciated, and uh, it, it will not affect the relationship that every other Canadian has with every other American south of the border. We will always be America's closest ally in a country that we love very dearly and will always be close to our heart.
0: I, I hope so. It just seems like if there's anything that this guy can screw up, including our relationship with Canada, it's 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 on his list to do. So, uh, but glad you and I are good, and uh, and uh, and glad to be talking with you today.
1: You you and I are wonderful, Rick and B. Be, if be, I know that they contacted you and stuff like that over in Sioux, Michigan, to come up and be. To read, but I mean, they—they they were telling me that they couldn't afford a stipend like that right now. But they were going to try to be creative and see what they could do. But that would be absolutely wonderful sometime if they could ever figure their their accounting you know, all correctly and they could get you up here. That would be absolutely—I—I I could build that up to be one of the greatest writing events in this area in a long time. So put it that way. Um,
0: well, I would—I uh, would certainly be thrilled to—to. Uh, to 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 come up there to read and um, and and perhaps someday it'll it'll work out. You know it's tough to travel uh, uh, without expenses covered, um, which is why poets don't always uh, uh, get out of their own towns. But um, but if it works out, great. And otherwise, I you know I'm I'm happy that they, that someone tried. So thank you for that.
1: You're very welcome, my friend. You're very. So you welcome. got a poem for us today. Rick, the one that I have today has very, very, very special meaning because um, about three months ago, um, one of my brothers came down with a medical issue and it ended up being diagnosed that the doctors were saying that he had um, a tumor in his bladder and that he had cancer there and he had to go through first chemo and then he was going to look at getting surgery done to remove and see what was left. But what happened, Rick, is that he went through about three or four treatments, and then because he already had COPD in the lungs, the breathing condition, that it put a weight on his chest that he couldn't even hardly breathe anymore. So he told his doctor, we have to stop doing this, and maybe we can see where we are right now and then look at extraction at the end of June. So about three weeks ago when he told the doctor this, they did another CAT scan to see where they were, like he asked them. They came back last week and said, you're not going to believe this, but um, the CAT scan shows that there's no cancer left in your bladder, and they haven't seen something like this before, but you know what? It's kind of nice to get a good news, good feeling kind of thing about something because there's so much bad news out there. And this is a good news one because at this point right now, He's cancer free right now and he's just ecstatic. So that is wonderful.
0: That's fantastic. Congratulations. Uh, uh, Thanks, buddy. Alex, that's, that's really good news. Good to hear.
1: <clears throat> Absolutely, Rick. So this one is called Stand as One and it speaks for itself. Okay, here it goes. What is a brother? He always has your back, defends you to his last breath. If this is necessary, he is reliable. When soul gives his word, is kept as a sacred vow, in trust and with honor. As two boys growing up, the eldest had the youngster under his wing, to teach what needed to be known. This was the family way, to nurture by kindness, to share reflections whose very insights were the difference between what was right and wrong. This divining separation made an eternal closeness one that, as time went on, only became more refined, as each experience created a legacy from which tradition served as a dowsing rod to discover a conscience to think of others even before themselves, as each had their own footsteps on a destined path, as what was learned was then passed on in a circle of illumination that, as one is touched today, so then, do they reciprocate tomorrow in the same manner? For this is what is meant by the sons of their father stand as one. End of poem.
0: <clears throat> Wonderful, that's great. So you, this is your uh, your brother, you say?
1: Yes, sir. Yeah, wow. he, he he's he's ecstatic right now because he the doctors are saying that. He's saying where he is out in Saskatchewan that the doctors there are saying that this is pretty much in the order of what they might consider what you call the old-fashioned miracle kind of thing, and I've been naming them every morning in my circle of energy that I send to uh, family and friends and to the earth and things like that, and... A little bit of this and a lot of love from a lot of other friends and family members. And I think something really wonderful has uh, occurred here. So it's absolutely wonderful.
0: Fantastic, uh, Alex. That's really good news. My, my best wishes to uh, you, your brother, and your, your whole family for that, uh, that uh, miraculous turn of events.
1: Thanks, Rick. And I look forward to reading on the program again this summer.
0: All right. Sounds good. Alex, thank you so much for calling you in. You have
1: a great day, and and Rick, nothing will ever come between the idiocy that is Donald Trump with what is a regular, everyday, great relationship between every other – every other american and every other canadian because as the insults like like justin trudeau was saying the other day it's an insult to say we're throwing these tariffs on steel and aluminum because of a security issue but we fought side by side with you in the second world war in the first world war in the korean war in the vietnam war and all throughout the gulf wars and in afghanistan and now you're using an excuse like this. And then there was um, a meeting of the G7 in in Quebec City uh, Friday, Saturday. And Trump didn't even stay more than 24 hours. And when he left, he, he tweeted that Trudeau was not only dishonest, but he was weak-minded and, and weak. And I'm going, you don't call somebody from another leader of another country who is your number one trading partner, you don't condescend them that way, in that manner, and expect to stay the same, and just you know, like this is not a bunch of kids in a toy box, in a sandbox, saying I'm king of the castle, and you're the dirty rascal, those kind of things went on when we were like five and six years old, not when you're 71 years old, leading the most powerful country in the world which is what he's doing
0: (laughs) Yeah, I couldn't agree more, uh, Alex.
1: It's a real embarrassment, Rick, to the whole world that he's where he is. A real embarrassment.
0: Agreed. Well, I'm going to get to some other callers, Alex. Thank you so much for yeah, calling sure. in. Yes, sure. Uh,
1: you have a great you, day, Rick.
0: You too. That's uh, Alex calling from Sault Ste. Marie, uh, Canada. Um, our Canadian brother who uh, calls in regularly and shares work with us just north of the border, um, uh, uh, providing comfort. To those of us in America who are wondering what the hell is going on. All right. The number for you to call in, ladies and gentlemen, is 646-716-7362. Please call in and share poems. We're doing this all the way to, uh, for the next uh, 42 minutes or so. Uh, open reading, no content or style restrictions. Um, uh, there's a chat room also, which if you're on the blog talk radio page, you can post things in there and interact with each other, um, et cetera. It also occurred to me, if you're on Facebook, um, if you wanted to interact um, and comment on the show as it's happening. You could do so um, after the post that I made in the Poetry Superhighway Facebook group. That's a that's a good place to post uh, post high and, and, and responses to what you're listening to, in um, a way for people who are listening to the show to interact as well. So, um, that's a, a new thing uh, we're um, throwing out there. Um, Actually, it's always been available, but what the heck, I've never mentioned that that's a good place to do that. So, all right, uh, 646-716-7362. Our next caller caller is from the 510 area code. 510, hello. Uh,
2: Hello, is this Rick Lupert?
0: This is Rick Lupert. Who's this?
2: Hey, Rick, it's uh, it's Clyde Always uh, from San Francisco.
0: Hey, Clyde, how you doing?
2: Good, how you been, buddy?
0: I'm great. Doing really well. Excellent. I just saw you this you were just I I I just saw you on Facebook. I don't know if you just made a personal post, but there was something about about something that you were doing uh yesterday. Yeah, actually, so you, yeah,
2: I was hoping I could uh I could plug my show on the air is that alright? Absolutely, of course. Cool. Go for it. Um so yeah, I've got a I've got a one-man show at the Marsh Theater House, which is in the Mission District of San Francisco here. Uh, and it's running every Wednesday night at eight p m from july eleventh through august 29th of this year and um there's half price tickets available online uh, if anybody wants to come and check it out if any if there's any bay area people listening, which I reckon there are
0: there might be um so uh yeah. is, is this what what, do, what are you doing during the show
2: uh well, I'm reciting uh my poetry and I'm telling tall tales and i'm uh well, there's some songs going on, and then I've built props, and there's paintings and uh, a projector screen with illustrations to accompany the spoken word pieces, and then all kinds of uh, surprises and things. It's like a full-on vaudeville show.
0: That sounds really fun. That sounds really fun, and having uh, been in the yes. same room with you uh, while you've done your thing, um, just in the context of your, your reading in The Hate, um um, and watch some videos. Um I just I, you know, people should check that out. That's gonna be that's gonna be a hoot. Um and people should go see your yeah. show.
2: Yeah, it'd be raucous. Uh okay, I'll share a poem with you and then I'll I'll dip out.
0: Duke, go for it.
2: Sure. Okay, uh this one's called Bloodbath. <laughs> what ruthless warrior am I to cause this crimson flood? Remorseful now I stand and cry above a sea of blood. Or oh, slaughterhouses everywhere will crumple down in shame. And Tarantino's kitty fare seems infantile, tame. The chupacabras drank a sip compared to all this swill. Count Dracula would curl his lip and call it overkill. Was Gettysburg a lousy joke? Were Spartans rarely rough? Felt Caesar but a measly poke? Was Patton just a puff? Until his savageries now moot, that tender, gentle hun. And Genghis Khan would lick my boot to see such horrors done. Or perhaps a tiny trickle fell from Christ upon the cross. But none have raised such gruesome hell as I who's tried to floss. <laughs> Thanks, Rick.
0: <clears throat> it's, uh, it's the anthem of Little Kids Everywhere. Uh...
2: Oh yeah,
0: <laughs> that was fun. So, uh, right, can, just, oh? where can where can people get tickets to your show? Did you say? Oh,
2: one. I would say the most uh, the easiest thing to remember is just to go to ClydeOways So Clyde is in Bonnie and Clyde, and Always is in I'll always be Clyde Always. ClydeAlways dot There's a link right there.
0: Cool. All right. Well, Clyde, good to uh, good to hear your voice, and and best of luck with the show. Check in after the show starts and let us know how how it's going.
2: Will do. All right. Thanks again, Rick. All right. Take it easy. Talk to you later. Bye bye. Bye.
0: That was uh, Clyde always from San Francisco, California. I had the good fortune to to read at Clyde's regular reading up um, on Haight uh, Street in San Francisco uh, uh, two three years ago or so, and it was a lot of fun. It was a very friendly crowd. Um, good food to eat at the venue, so definitely um, check that out if you're if you're up there or heading through and need a place to to go. Um, he's a good host. He's entertaining, and um, his show sounds like a lot of fun. I mean, not you know, you just heard him read read that poem, but uh, imagine that uh, with a, with a full uh, you know a set and and surprises and paintings and things like that. Um, do this, ladies and gentlemen. Go to ClydeAlways.com and check out tickets uh, for that show. All right. Uh, moving on, the number to, uh, um, for you to call in is six four six seven one six seven three six two. Call into Poetry Superhighway Live. Already, the two poems we had, um, you could tell, uh, were completely different in in style, in contact, in tone, and in intention, and in performance style, etc. We're really open to, to anything here on the show, anything um, that you consider to be poetry. So this is a great opportunity for you to call in and read something that uh, that's tried and true um, that you just wrote. Um, and don't, don't worry about uh, if it's not for us, because it's definitely for someone who's listening to the show. 646-716-7362. Our next caller is from the 985 area code. Hello.
3: Hey, Rick, it's Diana Lane Dees. Hi. In Covington. Welcome back. How are you? I'm good. How are Thank you? you? Thank you. I'm doing quite well. Thank you. I <laughs> have something to read. It is called Coronary Truth. Go My for friend it. calls to tell me. He's, you ready? I, I am me.
0: ready. I, nothing has oh, happened. Okay. I, heard a little bit. I'm, I am oh, ready.
3: Okay. I'm listening. All right. Okay. Coronary Truth. My friend calls to tell me he's had a heart attack. I pace with the phone, and through my kitchen window, I see the season's first Oriole darting along the lawn as if nothing amiss has occurred. I listen to my friend describe the pain, the trip to the ER, the fight with the nurse. While a chickadee checks out an abandoned bluebird nest Only this morning, I struggled to ignore the heaving in my own chest The clenched fist tightened around my broken heart that renders me breathless Outside, tiny hearts flutter as feathers whirr by my window Brown leaves are thrashed and seed falls to the ground My friend makes heart attack jokes, but I know he's afraid I am afraid, for him and for our hearts, no longer protected by pure being, but rendered fragile as hummingbird eggs by a lifetime of confinement in human cages.
0: Mm. Very nice, as always, Diane. Thank you so much for that.
3: Thank you. It's a pleasure to share it.
0: How uh, is poetry in uh, Covington?
3: Oh, it doesn't exist, pretty much. Uh, Well, that can't possibly be true because you're there. Well, I'm there, and and, uh, probably somebody else is, but I don't know who it is. There used to be one or two reading venues, but they've disappeared. You know, everything is in New Orleans.
0: Right, we talked about so, this last time. I think did did you not mention yeah. that you sometimes head into New Orleans to do poetry things? You're not no, not that I, far. I,
3: no, no The other side of the lake. It's way too it's way too inconvenient for me to to go to anything like that because they're at night, you know. And, yeah, so I just stay over here and uh, listen to your radio show and read and write. <laughs> well,
0: I I apologize for for taking last month off. Uh, I feel like I've deprived <laughs> Covington, Louisiana, of poetry uh, as as a result of that. But um,
3: uh, <clears throat> dock my yeah, pay. You know, the the North Shore area really should have an active uh, poetry community. I don't know why it doesn't. It has an active uh, other art community, but not poetry, and I'm not sure why.
4: So,
0: well, you know what? You know, it's uh, I I don't mean to put it on you to to get something started, but, you know, there's probably other folks out there like you who who are are poets who write poetry who are wondering why there isn't anything going on. And, you know, maybe in collaboration with with the other artists uh, who are there, you never know when you when you put up an advertisement for an open reading, who's going to show up, you know, and. Then suddenly there's a group of you and it's happening, you know. And, um,
3: and I, I art, walked into art, a I walked I walked into a coffee shop in Mandeville, which is a neighboring town last year, and it said something about readings. And my my friend said, "Oh, go ask her, go ask her." So I asked the woman behind the counter, you know, what's with these readings? She said, "Oh yeah, you know, the teenagers come in and read once a month." So that that I, I let that one pass, you know. <laughs>
0: You shouldn't, you know. I'm telling you, it's uh, it's uh, it's it's good for for art to to collaborate, even just with ears with with other art. Um, um, they should hear your work. You should hear their work. And uh, you never know what's going to happen when when that happens. So, I, you know, the, I, ran a, I, I ran a reading for a long time uh, here in Southern California uh, every week uh, at a coffee house that was that had a, a mix every week from. From teenagers who came to it because it was an all-ages venue and they were familiar with it because their bands would come and play on weekends, to uh, people who'd been reading and writing poetry for decades, um, from slam-style poetry to uh, to, uh, to you know to, to, to you know whatever any other kind of poetry might be labeled, it, it all happened and people kind of coexisted with each other in a, in a in a cool way. So it's definitely worth you know I, I wouldn't write we, off anything.
3: We used to have a monthly one in downtown Covington at a coffee shop, but uh, it ended a few years ago. I don't even know why. Probably lack of interest. But anyway, you never know. If there's any progress, I'll let you know.
0: Please do. I'm I'm okay. putting Thank it on you. I I am coffee. putting it on you now. I think you are you are now yeah, responsible. Well, I'm,
3: I, well, thanks, but uh, <laughs> I'm not really into that kind of thing right now. But again, you never know. If there's progress, I'll you'll be the first to know.
0: I'm going to keep asking you Thanks anybody. for the
3: encouragement. No okay. problem. Thanks for the encouragement. Okay. Talk to you later. All right, Diane. Thank you. Thanks
0: for calling in, bye, as always. Bye. Bye-bye. It was uh, Diane Elaine is calling from Covington, Louisiana, um, who I've now decided is responsible for making sure that some kind of live poetry thing happens periodically in Covington, and we will be checking up on her. Be careful when you call in, ladies and gentlemen, because I'm going to ask you about what's going on in your town, mainly because you never know – um, just as Clyde kind of indicated you never know uh, who else from your area is listening you know and I always think it's it's valuable for, for people to hear um, and uh, and find out what's going on in, in other towns um, I'm going to Denver this summer is anyone from Denver listening I would love to know what, what poetry things are happening in Denver um, um, on a Saturday I'll be there so um, that's something I've been trying to find out um, so just throwing that out there alright ladies and gentlemen um, the number to call in is 646-716-7362. It is the uh, half-hour mark of the show, and um, we're going to play a uh, spoken word track now as we uh, try to do um, at uh, at this point in the show every week.
5: finish with this one. Um, and this also, uh, the title comes from Job, and a lot of the lines in it also come from Job, but i have tried to put them in a different context. And this is called Blackish by Reason of the Ice. I was in the basement. I was in the basement with Sarah, who was reading Job to the baby. I was standing in the basement thinking about Uncle Kermit's terrible black tie, 100% polyester, which he wore to the funeral last Tuesday. I was in the basement with Sarah, whose eyes were eyes of flesh whose eyes were like the eyelids of morning, who had made a covenant with mine eyes. And I said to her, Sarah, do you take it with your eyes? And she said, what? And I said, do you take it with your eyes? And she said, stop being stupid. Can you hold the baby? And I said, I had not been as infants, which never saw light. And she said, sharpening her eyes upon me, take the fucking baby. And I took the bee, and I rocked the bee, and the baby rocked me. And as I comforted my son, and as my son comforted me, I remembered they called Edward Dahlberg the Job of American letters, because he suffered in this art. Many there are who work hard and suffer and neglect. All Jobs. Sarah I called, Do you take it with your eyes? But she was lost, lost in the text, and heard me not. And then, for just a moment, I too felt lost, like a child, like someone who meets with darkness in the daytime and gropes in the midday as in the night. Of course, I knew we could not order our speech by reason of darkness alone, any more than Uncle Kermit could have worn a different tie to the wake. For life is wind, and death is astonishment. Sarah, I am sorry, take the baby, for he hath made me weary. And Sarah took the baby with her eyes. Thank
0: you. Thank you, Bill. That was uh, Bill Yaros who sent in that spoken word track a while back. Um, He is from Lincolnwood, Illinois. He's a professor of English at uh, Joliet junior college and the author of a couple of different books, a few different books of poetry. Um, You can check him out at billyarrow.wordpress.com. That's B-I-L-L-Y-A-R-R-O-W. Every um, half hour mark of this monthly show, I try to play a spoken word track. Um, Often that is a track that is is, uh, uh, something someone recorded and mixed with music. Um, it's, it's sometimes a live track like the one that, uh, that Bill sent us where the, um, the sounds of the audience, you could hear the reactions in the background, you could hear a little bit of music in the background perhaps happening in another room, and then, of course, their response at the end kind of adds a different element to the spoken word track. Um, that's uh, and I tell you that because um, I'm uh, I'm not interested in a recording of just a straight reading that you did in your house at your computer. Um, I want something with just a, a little bit of production. Again, whether it's a produced track with music or sound effects, or if it's a live recording where where the where the audience's reactions uh, become that extra element. Um, uh, that's what I want. Um, send me, send me something like that. Send it to me at rick at poetry com. Send me an MP3 and I'd be more than happy to consider playing it here on the Poetry Superhighway live show, um, uh, um, at the half hour mark. Um, why no, just a straight reading with nothing else? Well, because you can just call in and, and do that, um, as people have done, uh, already. So there you go. That's what we're looking for. Um, thanks again, Bill Yarrow for sending us that track. All right. Um, we have got some callers on the line, um, about uh, 25 minutes left on in the show. If you'd like to call in and read your poem, uh, the number is 646-716-7362, and be prepared to be interrogated by me about what's going on in your poetry community as well and your world. Um, our next caller is from the 847 area code. Hello. Hello. Hello.
6: Yeah, I'm 847.
0: Cool. What, what's your name?
6: You I have an idea where that is. <laughs> it's uh, it's in the uh in the uh Chicagoland area, northwest burbs.
0: Oh uh, yeah, uh, I about, an I hour, was.
6: about an hour and a half bumper to bumper Traffic if you want to get downtown uh during uh, you know, a weekend night.
0: What but town are you in?
6: It's called Mount Prospect.
0: Mount where
6: Prospect is a way of life
0: and uh and who am i talking to
6: my name is paul Brucker, like trucker except with a b
0: <clears throat> hey paul um yeah Hi, i was just in doing? chicago twice as a matter of fact uh, um okay. uh, over the la- last month uh, I, I i went to do a reading at a synagogue in glencoe which is also north of chicago proper um and then okay. uh and then um and then i came back a week later um ahead of a, a conference in Wisconsin that my wife and I go to, but we spent a couple nights downtown. Uh so I, I, I still feel like I'm in Chicago at this very moment. <laughs> um,
6: <laughs> nor am I for that matter.
0: Well I was I was decompressed at the airport. They they you know they try to keep it authentic and they, they send you through <laughs> a, a machine which which uh homogenizes uh the way you speak just so you don't uh you know misrepresent when you get back to where you're going. Right Um, Paul, you got a poem for us?
6: uh, Yeah, it's called A Prayer for the Prey. Um, And that's prayer like, you know, sitting down and praying, and then pray as in um, animals eat their prey. So it's a prayer Hmm. for the prey. Okay, here we go. The sky is a mouth wide open, waiting for whoever wanders down the lane. You'll do in a pinch. That's what's become of Ruth Tidy, quiet, cheerful little Ruth Even though a bag of seven woodlice was buried To appease the famished arms of the old ash tree You see, you've only got one chance In fact, five seconds to make a first impression So look closely into the venomous eyes Will your interests or wishes prevail over theirs or will you be too easy too easy to tear crunch chew and swallow hear the creeping in the bushes followed by gurrs, snarls and our roars see the nostrils flare and the mouth salivate as lights flee into strange filaments with no relation to the dark because mother protects her baby, she's eaten by the fox. When baby gets to water, he's swooped up and gulped down by a seagull. Meanwhile, the 180 million rats breed annually for America's pet reptiles. Do not satisfy demand. Nevertheless, nevertheless, prepare for your party. Use sudsing action to make synthetic cotton clean. Throw expired cans of soup into the mix, chop, season, shake, and bake, as if desirable characteristics will be, no, must be, legitimately rewarded. But no one shows up because of something you are or are not, or because your prey responded before your stimulus, thus avoiding the consequence of the stimulus. After all, someone has to look bad make others appear less bad Someone has to be fettered In the field To protect the crops From thunder and hail Your mother did the best she could God did the best he could You also perhaps did your best So there's nothing to be afraid of Pretend you're surrounded Not by teeth, claws Intestines and shit But by golden light Tell yourself You're important that you've got a customer and satisfy a need even if the need is to taste like fresh buttered corn
5: yeah
0: mm. <clears throat> that's um, I'm just you know kind of stuck in the idea of of, of feeling the need to taste like fresh buttered corn um, <laughs> that was a great poem and well, really nicely read Paul what, say it again
6: Thank you. It's barbecue season, so fresh buttered corn might be on some people's minds, but uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks for the opportunity to read with you guys. I appreciate it.
0: Pleasure. Um, do you, do you uh, participate in any live poetry um, happenings in uh, in Mount Prospect or the greater Chicago area? I
6: just started to, you know, I just started to um, uh, there's, a, there's a group called the Arlington Heights Poetry Project that's been around for um, at least a couple of decades and um, I, I read with them maybe a couple of decades ago, and they kind of went off my radar and uh, you know I, 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 I struggled to find them again and I did um, a few months ago and they, and they have um, they're now reading have readings every month so I go, I go to that. It's open reading. it's now uh, it's now in an ice cream shop. You know, and it's um sometimes you have to even with a microphone you have to kinda of boom, you know, to uh to be heard above the above the people laughing and all at the counter buying their ice cream. But
0: uh it's a you know,
6: it's a place for poets to hang out.
0: And it's yeah. all the way downtown. Right. Um that's and that sounds cool. it's it's not the first reading I've heard of in an ice cream shop. Um, as a matter of fact, there's one in mm-hmm. San Diego uh which happens um, uh i don't know if it's weekly or monthly but uh that that i that i was at once not too long a couple years ago i guess at this point um and i guess oh. that's that's sort of one of the uh not ice cream specific but of course uh, you know even coffee houses where we we've always been open mics have been competing with the sounds of what's going on at the counter it's it's almost like those nice right. noises are, are part of our poems uh, to to some extent right. but that's and but that's cool, um, right?
1: Um, so that's
6: cool that that happens. What's going, you have to improvise. You have to improv what's going on this time. <laughs> yeah. I just went to improv last night. I should be able to say that word, you know. But right. um, yeah, so you have to kind of, you know, incorporate what's going on, you know, to into what what you're
0: reading. Yeah, um,
6: um, and it's a thank skill, you, so much you know, for all you do.
0: Oh my pleasure um my pleasure, Paul. Thank you for calling in um Do you have a website or anything or if, if people want to check out more work no from you?
6: not at the moment i you know i I had a poem in your, one of your your holocaust um, uh, editions years ago It's a real long poem, and uh and I just I just want to be quick and let somebody else read but but one thing I've learned is when you go to these open readings, keep it short. I have, have these. I, I, have, I have a tendency these days to write kind of write long poems, and that just does just does not fly. The only people don't want to pay attention. Even you know, the poets themselves don't want to pay attention. But um, pe- you know, people don't want to publish stuff. You know, I got stuff. Well, please send something two pages or less. So you know, I'm, I'm right.
0: We, I, I, I tend to favor uh shorter poems in in what I uh, publish um as well And um, um, a lot of it a lot of that on, not that i enjoy a good long piece, but um you know I think that uh you know in in terms of dealing with the volume of material that comes in uh with um with a weekly publication um you know sometimes the the pressure of getting through it all uh helps me favor the shorter pieces um if i'm yeah. throwing out some honesty out there but um my friend brendan Constantine is an l a poet um uh, said some, He says sometimes at the open mic, you know, he just checks the time because he doesn't want to go too long. He says, you know, no one really cares what you say unless you go long, in which case they're hanging on every word. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. So, cool. Well, Paul, Where's thank it? you so much for calling in, and uh, and do so again.
6: All right. All right, thanks, Rick. Really, really appreciate it. And say hello to everybody else out there listening, all you poets, you know,
0: stepping up the bat. Uh, I look
6: forward to hearing you. Bye bye.
0: All right, take it easy. That was uh, Paul Brucker, uh, north of Chicago and Mount Prospect, uh, Illinois. Um, check him out. I just I tried to do a quick search for the Ar- Arlington Heights Poetry Project to see if there was a link I could post um, to uh, if anyone else is in the Chicago area or north of Chicago who wanted to check him out. I didn't find anything directly, so if anyone knows of anything, maybe post it as a comment to the the post um, uh, promoting this reading in the in the Poetry Superhighway Facebook group, which is where I'm posting things uh, now live. It's where we can interact. Do it, people. The number to call in is 646-716-7362. A little bit less than 15 minutes in the show. Do call in. Um, we've got, uh, I've got two callers on the line. I'm sure we can get to more than just two um, in the time that we have, uh, so feel free to call in. Our next caller is from the 215 area code. Hello.
7: Hello, Rick. How are you doing? <clears throat> this is Hanok Guy from Elkins Park. Hi, Hanoch. I'm good. How are you? I'm okay. I'm going to read a two-part poem. And this is an interesting process. Usually, it takes time for a poem to be processed. But this, I was so enraged that I wrote the two-part poem right after I heard the news, and you'll see what it's about. It's interesting that your previous scholar mentioned the Holocaust. This is what it's about. Crime. After seven decades of amnesia, of mass murders of Jews, Poland woke up, denied it. President Duda declared it's a crime to remember. Peasants who confessed to Father Dubois of Jews' mass killing in the forest clam up. Retired policemen forgot, they used to reminisce, about the day in Yudvavna. They locked Jews in the synagogue and burned it. 1939, 1944, archives disappear. Poland's paralyzed by fear, lest someone will be caught remembering after the Senate declared penalties for any poll, admitting he had a glad hand in helping Nazis in the mass killing. And the other part which responds, soul flowers, Poland, peasants, frightened, run away at night, crossed themselves at the hissing sounds. Soulflowers flowers bloom, explode by the millions in Poland forests, need into transparent butterflies, seeking their boots for the march on Warsaw. Hmm. And for I'm me, I'm... it it was uh, it was almost traumatic that uh, the president of Poland said that.
4: I can imagine. In
7: addition to the murders, there's nothing more horrible than erase the memory.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, where where are
7: you? weren't born in Pennsylvania, were you? I was born in a small town in Israel. In Israel.
0: That's great. Three
7: years before the Holocaust.
0: Um, and you, did you have family that uh, that experienced the Holocaust?
7: Yes, all of my father's family perished in Romania, without a trace. We tried and we can't find anything about them.
0: Mm-hmm. That's frustrating. Uh, I, I know I, I've made an effort to, you know, uh, trace trace my past and find out who people were, um, and it and it's it's very very difficult to you know once. I get back to Eastern Europe to, to find anything about anyone, you know, and, uh, and That's so, I, it,
7: yes.
0: you know, it just seems like there's, there's thousands, there's a, there's a missing link of thousands of years of, of history uh, between, between, you know, the late 19th century, uh, and, right. and, and, you know, and, and everything that came before. So, uh, so there you go. Well, I um, know in Elkins Park, Pennsylvania, um, I just posted a link to your website um, in the Poetry Superhighway uh, group under the post for this reading. Is there anything going on that you would like to promote or? Uh,
7: yes, I'd uh, like to uh, give a, a shout out to Laurie Robin that organized the Moonstone readings, which is basically poetry. It organizes close to a hundred poetry readings in different locations. And last Sunday we had the big reading of a hundred poets reading. And that was very interesting. That's uh, one of the things that he does. Next week, we are going to do Haiku Philadelphia. He's going to publish an anthology of local poets that write haikus.
0: That's great. So is, that, a lot? is that the Moonstone Arts Center reading? Correct. That, yes, okay, Exactly. I, I'm posting a link to that right now. I just looked it up. While, while we were talking, in case anyone wants to click on it and uh, and learn more about it, so cool. There's uh, there's some good things going on in the in the Philadelphia area. Elkins Park, I'm gathering is is outside of Philly. It's a suburb, yeah, Philadelphia. Okay, cool. Well, I, I come to Philly twice twice a year at least uh, uh, around Thanksgiving and okay, Give me a buzz. Uh, okay, I'll let you know next time. Uh, next time I'm uh, we're heading out there. Um, well, thank uh, you so much. Sure, Hanukh, thank you so much for calling in and I look forward to talking with you again. Sure, bye. Bye. That was uh, Hanoch Guy calling from Elkins Park, Pennsylvania outside of uh, Philadelphia uh, reading his two-part poem um, uh, uh, from the Holocaust from events inspired by the Holocaust and afterwards as well. Um, all right, the number for you to call in is area code 646-716-7362. Our next caller... It's from the 805 area code. Hello. Anyone there? 805?
4: Okay, this is 805. Okay, this is...
0: Uh, hello? Yeah, hello, yes. Hi. Okay, this, oh, hi,
4: this is Martina Gallegos. Hi, Martina. Hi. How are you doing? Okay, I, I almost missed it.
0: Well, um, uh, lucky me that you didn't. Uh, remind me where you're calling from. Yes,
4: I'm calling from Ventura County, Oxnard, California.
0: Gotcha. Oxnard. Um, yes. Right. Of course, uh, we've encountered each other before in person because we both essentially live in the same part of the world. But I remember you called in last time we, we did a show, I think it was, or maybe it was two yeah, two times okay. ago. But,
4: well, yes, welcome back. It,
0: it was the last time. Thank you. you. Yeah. Do you have a poem for us?
4: Yes, I do. Okay, It's called I'm the Future. Okay. I'm the That's seed true. growing into the future. The earth feeds me. The sun feeds me. The air keeps me alive. Take them away from me. My survival depends upon the elements that surround me every day. I want to be the life that glows every morning and the star that shines each night. I'm the seed growing into the future. Words feed me. Love feeds me. Parents keep me alive. Don't take them away from me. I'm the seed growing into the future. Ideas feed me. Kindness feeds me. Free speech keeps me alive. Don't take them away from me. I'm the seed growing into the future. Freedom feeds me. Peace feeds me. Rights keep me alive. Don't take them away from me. Okay. That's it. <clears throat> that was like
0: great, Mark. That's that's wonderful. Is that, uh, is that a new poem? Uh, I've had it for a while. I had it for a while. Um, what's going on in your poetry world? Any any um, any publications or a reading that you like to attend that you want to give a shout out to? Well,
4: I I read at, uh, uh what's it called? I forgot the name of that place, but it's for a stroke uh, prevention a support group.
0: It, what kind of support group?
4: It's a stroke and insurance support group. So oh, okay. I, I read at, at a house where they meet. And um, let us see what else. Um, yeah, I have a little book coming out, a poetry book coming out called Home in a Bucket. Home in a bucket. So should, yeah, Home in a Bucket. It's based upon a upon a it's based on a poem that I wrote about a little bug, a little critter. <laughs> So oh, I was going to say on. you
0: you personally don't live in a bucket. This is this is about a bug. <laughs> like it, you know, a bucket, you know, it has some pluses and minuses. One, you've got built-in plumbing, but you know, other than that, there's not a lot of room. <laughs> no. no,
4: I, I do have, I do carry a bucket to water my plants
0: with. That's good. What um when does the book come out?
4: It should be available on Amazon Ah. Uh, within the next week. And it will be available as Kindle and Google as well. Yeah. Family friendly.
0: That's fantastic. Well um well congratulations on that upcoming book and I really appreciate that you uh that you called in to read.
4: Thank you, yeah. I was like oh my god I was outside getting some fresh <laughs>
0: cool well glad glad it all worked out um you're breaking up a little bit so i'm going to i'm going to i'm going to cut off the line uh, but um thank you so much excuse me thank you so much for calling in uh, that was uh, martina gallego's calling from uh, oxnard california that's uh, ventura county just north of uh, the los angeles area where which has a thriving poetry scene with all kinds of readings that that happen there's a reading that happens every week at the ep foster Library in Ventura, California. There's another series that goes, goes on. There's all kinds of things going on up there. Um, if, you, if, you're, uh, if you're in the Ventura area, the Oxnard area, it's it's well worth, um, it's well worth checking out. Well, ladies and gentlemen, um, that's just about all the time we have. Um, I want to give a, a thanks to uh, Alex from Sault Ste. Marie, Canada for calling in um, and uh, for letting us know that uh, most of Americans are still okay with Canada. Despite uh, the events in the news the last couple of days, I want to give thanks to Clyde Always from San Francisco, California, for calling in and reading a poem and wishing the best of luck on his new one-person show that's going to be happening every week starting in July. Check him out at clydealways.com for more info on that. I want to thank Diane Elaine Gee from Covington, Louisiana, for calling in and sharing her wonderful work with us, and and I'm looking forward to finding out about the uh, Poetry Empire, which uh, I've. I've uh, asked her to build in Covington. Uh, so hopefully she'll call back and report to us on that. Um, I want to thank Paul Brucker from Mount prospect, um, Illinois, um, outside of Chicago for calling in and reading his poem. Um, uh, even that was a longer one. I, I really, I was, I was really uh, engaged by it, Paul. So, uh, long poems are not bad, uh, uh, automatically just because they're long. So there you go. Thanks for calling in and, and, and telling us about the Arlington Heights poetry project as well. Um, I want to thank Hanoch Guy, um, who called in our previous caller from Elkins Park, Pennsylvania, for reading that moving poem for reading that po- moving poem about the Holocaust and telling us about the Moonstone poetry series in Philadelphia. and also um, uh, the caller we just finished with, Martina Gallegos from Oxnard, California, our second time caller from uh, representing California, Southern California today, calling from, uh, calling from Oxnard and sharing a poem uh, um, and letting us know about her new bo- book, uh, "Home in a Bucket." Um, which uh, sounds like an inexpensive way to live. Um, And considering the prices of real estate today, I'm going to check that out. I'm going to see if I can convince my wife that we should move into a bucket um, uh, soon to save on the mortgage. Um, Our next show uh, will be an open reading. It's going to happen next month on Sunday, July 8th at 2 o'clock p.m. Pacific time. That's uh, 5 p.m. East Coast time, and uh, for the rest of the times that exist, you'll have to do your own time zone math, but I'm sure you're used to that, so figure that out. July 8th, Sunday, um, 2 p.m. Pacific. It'll be an open reading just like today's show, so plan on calling in and reading. We're going to have a second show in July um, on Sunday, July 2nd, a couple weeks after that. That will be after our poetry contest has started. That won't be an open reading, but I'll actually be in live conversation with the poetry contest Judges, the three individuals um, who will be reading all of the poems blindly um, that come in for the contest and scoring them diligently. Uh, to be clarified, they're not blind, but they will be reading them blindly, meaning uh, from with the poet's names removed. By the time I talk with you next, our poetry contest will have started. Um, so um, anyway, two shows in July. Um, just a, another shout-out that uh, we're looking for poetry contest sponsors. If you've got even one book of poetry, you can donate. Um, check us out at PoetrySuperHighway.com and click on Sponsor the Contest for all the details. Help us give a prize to every single person who enters, and you'll get a free poetry related, classified in our weekly newsletter, which goes out to poets all over uh, the world, thousands of them every single week. Finally, just a personal plug. Um, I've got a new book out since the last time I talked with you. It's called Beautiful Mistakes. It's a book of travel poetry that I wrote last summer in uh, while traveling through Seattle, Twin Peaks, Washington, and Portland, Oregon. Um, you can check it out on Amazon, and there's a few poems from it on my website as well, PoetrySuperHighway.com, if you want to uh, get some samples from it. I'd love for you to check it out. It's uh, it's funny. It's accessible. Um, and by all accounts, it's it's uh, people are enjoying it. So it means so much to me if you would check that out. Um, and that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks so much for tuning in. Have a lovely rest of your day. Check us out online at PoetrySuperHighway.com.